We are Americans, male and female, from many races and cultures from all over the world. One thing above all else is we are patriots who protect our nation and defend, when necessary, our Constitution from attacks both foreign and domestic. Today, as American patriots, we must take back our country from those who want to destroy it and us. We must start by taking back our children and their education. Parents, not union, should be in charge of our children's education. We must be sure that they are taught about the greatness of America and its people. Our children should not be indoctrinated with the belief that parents are racist and are evil and trying to destroy the world. As patriots, we must take back our country from foreign nations who want to destroy us and our way of life. Yes, as patriots, we want America to be first. We want an open and fair trade policy, energy independence, safe cities, and secure borders where we can grow and prosper as a nation of free people. Become an American patriot. Help take back America by voting Republican. Welcome to Black and White, a conversation with Dan Perkins. It's time to bring all of us together to talk about the issues that concern us. It's time to hear from people who want to deal with only the facts. And it's time for you, as Americans, to re-engage in your right of freedom of speech. It's time for you to join me in the conversation on Blacks and Whites. Welcome back to Blacks and Whites. And we have an important guest today talking about a very important subject. And we have Craig DeLuce. And uh, welcome to the program. Pleasure to be here. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your organization. Uh, well, uh, I uh, grew up in uh, California. I grew up in Richmond, California, which is uh, in the San Francisco Bay Area. Uh, been active and involved. At, well, now I currently live in Sacramento, California, which is the state capital. Uh, been involved in both the community and politics for almost 30 years. Uh, been a media commentator. I currently serve on a local school board. And I'm here today representing uh, the uh, Project 21, uh, which is an organization that uh, promotes and uh, works to share an, an alternative perspective from, from the Black community that uh, the media would, would rather have you believe does not exist. And that would be uh, conservatism, love of America, belief in individual rights and individual responsibility, free markets, protecting of innocent life, as well as our fundamental right to keep and bear arms. Well, those are all the principles that that our network in, in this particular show uh, was the reason for why it was founded, because we wanted to be able to do what you're talking about. Um, I um, Judy pitched me about you because I told her I was looking for somebody. Um, <clears throat> you live in California. You have a governor who seems to think that he's come up with a rationale of how we're going to pay reparations to black people because of slavery. And you have an opinion on that. Well, so there, there's there's two different groups of reparations that we're or not two different groups. There's there are local municipalities that are coming up with the idea of paying reparations. And then you have uh, the governor, and by the way, by way of the legislature who passed legislation creating a task force to discuss the idea of reparations here in the state of California. Now, I, I think the first thing to understand is, is the state of California 
was never a slave state. The slavery was never legal in California. Right. In fact, every piece of every legal decision that ever took place here in the state of California addressing the issue of slavery uh, made it very clear that slavery was not acceptable and would not be tolerated here in the state of California. So one has to wonder exactly what it is that they're that they're referring to. Now, some of the municipalities are looking at reparations from a different aspect, and they're talking about, quote unquote, systemic racism or things that have taken place uh, that have that have gotten in the way of or prevented or or engage how the, the basically the government has engaged in discrimination. Uh, here in in uh, in various municipalities, and the the interesting thing for me is that when you look at the cities that are are talking about it, Oakland, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Sacramento are all cities that have been run by Democrats for almost for, for at a minimum sixty years, seventy years. So one has to wonder, well, if there was quote unquote systemic racism, it sure it sure wasn't conservatives. Who are instituting this uh, institutional racism? Right. You know, I um, one of my long-term passions is the American Civil War, and I'm just about to release a a new um, novel on titled Abraham Lincoln and the Second Assassin. And I drew upon my uh, research from my experiences of collecting and reading books about the Civil War and the decisions that were made and and slavery and all of those things. And I agree with you. Uh, if the state never supported slavery like California, why in the world are they taking upon their responsibility of the leadership of those communities or states to decide how and if reparations are going to be made? Well, it, 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 it's about making a political statement is what it is. It's not about doing what's right or it's not about doing what's righteous. It's not about making things right. It's all about, look how woke I am. Look how sensitive I am, or we are here in the state of California. The challenge is, is and I think you, 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 you start off in the very beginning with this, there are so many things that we are dealing with and addressing both as a state, as a nation, and quite frankly, even, even within the Black community, that this sort of of political grandstanding not only does it not help but quite frankly uh it does a lot to hurt you know i've i've had numerous discussions both on air and off air with people who are who are talk who talk about slavery and and um and talk about reparations and and as i said i've been a student of the civil war for probably 50 years and i i asked them this question there were 600,000 American men who gave up their lives to fight for the freedom of Black people in the United States. Should they get reparation for their service? They gave the ultimate price. They, they're paid with their lives. And they don't want to talk about that. They, they don't want to talk about the things that we have done. Uh, and, and the other thing that bothers me, and I, I, I don't know how you feel about it, but I'll raise it anyway. Uh, I'm very angry at all of the, 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 the people who are tearing down the statues of Civil War people. If, if we can't accept our own history, good, bad, or ugly, and learn from it, tearing down statues and taking it out of the curriculum in our schools doesn't 
is not a positive thing to help us move forward, do you think? Well, I, there's a couple of things. Number one, I, I never understood the ideology of of uh, the of the Civil War South because it, it would be like buying a buying a T-shirt for the loser of the Super Bowl. <laughs> the truth is, is that is that the North won, America won. Mm-hmm. So I've never really gotten into that, but I also am, am a big believer in you know you remember your history so that you do not repeat it. Um, and I think that's something that we we one of the things that we are doing is that is is we're not just uh, we're not just removing things that 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 promote a negative image of our society, but we're removing history and we're putting in place things that are once again that are, will cause us to be doomed to repeat it. The other thing is is that it didn't just stop there. I mean, we are engaging in a sort of presentism. Uh, where we are judging our ancestors or the past by the moral standards of today. Uh, and by the way, this, this is a sort of judgment that we ourselves would not, would not want to stand. Because what if in, in future societies, uh, we now have science to determine that, yeah, life begins uh, at conception and that a life can live from the very beginning of conception? What are they going to look at? How are they going to look at us who have have created an entire industry around the idea of taking a child a child's life while it's in its mother's womb? Would we be taking down and renaming school? We taking down statues of and renaming, uh, renaming schools that are named after presidents who supported abortion? Well, and you could also say, what about the Democrats in post Civil War who were the greatest prosecutors? And, and, and abusers of black people as a result of the war, whether it was the KKK or whatever it was, they, uh, the Jim Crow laws and, and those things were all driven by Democrats. And yet, if, if you're black and you want to study your history, how do you study your history and not become outraged at what the Democrats have done and then turn around and vote for them? Well, their argument is that, well, those Democrats became Republicans. And I'm like, no, they didn't. J. William Fulbright was not a Republican. Robert Byrd was not a Republican. Al Gore Sr. was not a Republican. Uh, the, the Democrats have stood, the people that have stood in the way of policies that have supported uh, and it supported the idea of equality of opportunity uh, for all people. The people who stood in the way of that legislation have been Democrats. Yes, absolutely. Um, Civil Rights Act of 1964, it was the Democrats who were trying to block it from being passed. It was the Republicans that got it done. Um, what are you hearing in the Black community in California and, has, and other minority communities about reparation? What are they saying? Uh, right now, it's a pipe dream that they don't really believe is ever going to happen, uh, largely because they, well, once again, they just don't believe that they don't believe that it's going to happen, in part because economically and fi- economically, I mean, how do you justify how do you the, the dollar amounts that they are coming up with, like in the city of San Francisco, they're proposing $5 million per long term, right, long time resident. For the state of California, the number has been floated something like uh, almost a quarter of a million dollars 
per 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 African American in the state of California. Where exactly is all of this money supposed to come from? Because there are not enough rich people in California to be able to afford that. I don't think there are enough rich people in the entire United States to be able to afford that. So part of it, I think, I think is that. Um, I think there is in many in many walks of life. I think people do want. Or at least they want. They keep saying we want to have this conversation, but I think the problem is is that especially amongst the the, the political leaders, they don't want to have a conversation. What they want to do is is that they want to scold uh, white America, and uh, and and that's really all they really want. And they want to take what uh, what they have and uh, and keep it for themselves. Not necessarily give it to black people, but they want to take it and keep it for themselves. I.e., the government. So um, are you saying that they think it's a pipe dream? Is that what you're saying? Oh, I don't know. I don't know anybody outside of the political arena that is taking it seriously. Wow. Um, when I hear that, not what you're saying, but when I hear those kinds of comments, I'm reminded of the the, the film clip that I saw after Barack Obama was inaugurated as president of the United States and this black woman says I'm going to get an Obama phone I'm going to get an and I'm going to get it free and I'm saying okay it isn't free because somebody ultimately as you point out has to pay for it we're going to take a quick break and come back with uh, Craig because uh, it's been already been too fast and uh, great information so we'll be right back after these messages Inflation for most people is causing them to use their credit cards to try and make up for income shortfalls. How big is this problem? In the second quarter of 2022, Americans added $46 billion to their credit card balances. Some of that could be you. The Federal Reserve Consumer Credit Report showed that the rate of interest on credit cards went from 14.56 to 16.65%. Those Americans struggling with credit card debt saw their delinquency rates escalate from 1.66% to 1.81%. The Cambridge Debt consolidation program may be able to help you reduce the interest rates by two-thirds and cut your time to pay off the debt from 30 years to as little as five years. If you're struggling and you want professional and objective help getting your credit house in order, then call 1-855-435-2066 or go to the website cambridgeyescredit.org forward slash bw hyphen podcast and get your house in order. If you're enjoying this show, I invite you to go to blacksandwhites.us to look at the show menu of other people who are joining our network to express their opinions in a free and open way. Come join us. Well, we're back continuing our conversation on reparations with Craig. And let me ask you a question, if I could. Um, you said at the end of the last segment that you thought uh, perhaps a lot of people, black people, don't. Uh, don't think this is ever going to happen. And it seems to me that, that one of the challenges you, you pointed out so eloquently that who's going to pay for it? Where's the money going to come from? Uh, I'm trying to find out how whoever is supporting the idea of reparations is figuring out how they figured out what the criteria was to who would qualify. 
Well, there, I mean, I think there are there are a number of different criteria. So in San Francisco, in order to earn the five million, you have to have lived in San Francisco. You had to have been born between like 1940, I think it was 1946, and uh, somewhere in the 2000s. Uh, you had to you had to have lived there for the last or called that home for the last 10 years. You had to have identified as I mean, there's all these standards that they put out there uh, at the state level. They haven't necessarily been as refined in terms of determining who's going to get it. Um, I think that once it goes forward, the other issue that you're going to that you're going to deal with, quite frankly, is you're going to have a lot of lawsuits. And I think this thing is going to be tied up in courts for a long time because you once again, you've got to draw the line somewhere. The people who are on the other side of that line are going to be angry and upset, and they're going to they're going to they're going to demand legal action, um, as well as the people once again who are who are going to have to pay for it. They're going to want legal action. I think once again that all goes back to the idea of over there they, they, I, for the belief that this is not really going to happen, and that it's really just political grandstanding. You know. Um... As I, I said earlier, I was a student of the Civil War. We had, even after the war was over, we still had two societies in our society in, in our country. We had white, and then we had black and and other minorities. But blacks were the largest minority at the time, and there wasn't a lot of mingling of the races at that time. But over the time since the Civil War, we've had more interracial marriage than at any other time before. And so is it only pure Blacks who would qualify or mulattoes? Can they qualify? I mean, how do you uh, as, begin? As, as far as I know, it would be, for lack of a better term, the the the, the usual test that's always been, and I think it's like one sixteenth. I don't know. I don't know if that's how they would do it or not, but that's that's what I'm hearing. So how are, how is support in California among the voters for this? What is is there a? Outcry? I have no is idea. It, I've not seen any polling data at all. Maybe they haven't taken any polling data. Well, I doubt that they would, because what's going to wind up happening is you're going to have a lot of people who are going to be like, well, wait a minute. I mean, imagine this. Imagine if you were if you just immigrated here from another country and you're like, wait a minute, why am I paying for reparations? I wasn't even I, I, I never I never owned slaves. I my this I wasn't even in this country. I literally just got here and all of a sudden I'm paying for reparations. Well, but let me let me twist that just a little bit, if I might. Aren't we paying for all of the illegals that are coming across the southern border? Oh, we most definitely are. Yeah, and 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 I saw recently where a hospital is going to have to go bankrupt because they've given away $25 million worth of medical services, but no reimbursement. There's nobody stepping up to pay for it. And it's and it's the 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 illegals that are coming across. Well, the, 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 the challenge is whenever you have government that approves something without actually, I mean, when they start mandating that you will provide XYZ services, or they say that the government is going to provide XYZ services uh, without identifying a funding source. Uh, and the, basically the fund in, in this case, in that particular case, what you're talking about is they're requiring them to provide these services and then they are not reimbursing or not paying the hospital. Uh, unfortunately, uh, some governments decide to do that. 
And, and once again, we as the taxpayers wind up paying the price. I think you would see more of an outrage if it simply was, okay, for those who have come into this, who have come into this country illegally, we're going to just start cashing or, or writing you, writing you a check. And if we were to pass a policy like that, or if we were to propose, if they were to actually propose a policy like that, I think more people would wake up to the reality of what, in fact, uh, illegal immigration is costing, is all, by the way, is already costing them. There was a great story a few weeks ago about the homeless issue and the um, <clears throat> illegals that are in New York City and how the and, and it's not only true of New York, but it's true of many other cities across the country. The migration of illegals has most affected the poor and the homeless because the money that's being used to support the illegals is coming from the budgets that were there to support the poor and the homeless. And <clears throat> there's and, and New York City is crying in a population of what six, seven million people. They've got 35,000 illegals in the city, and they're telling them that they're telling us that they're out of money, that they, they can't uh, continue to support them. And that's 35,000 out of the millions that our country has brought in and opened the doors and let them come in with little or no um, challenges to them. So <clears throat> I think that it's a, it's a bad time to think in terms of reparations when People are, are, in fact, paying taxes to take care of illegals that are coming into our country. Well, and there, there's a reason why, once again, it's a conversation. Keep in mind, the only thing that's being done right now is they are studying it. The only things that are being released that are being now being are coming out are studies. The question now is going to be, are they going to turn these studies into policy? Uh, that is going to be the big question. Uh, and what is that? What exactly is that policy going to look like? Um, I think no matter what policy they come up with, it's going to be, it is not going to work work to the satisfaction of of those who are seeking. Keep in mind, the people who are proposing this stuff, they they have one goal. Their goal is to tear down society as we know it. They want to end the criminal justice system. They want to tear down the church. They want to redefine human sexuality and the family. Uh, their goal is, once again, to tear down society as we know it, uh, so that something out of the rubble will come these, a phoenix <laughs> of a new society, uh, ignoring, quite frankly, the fact that that's never happened any place that's been tried. Yeah. In the few minutes we have left, can you talk a little bit more about what your organization does? Yes. So... Uh, if you, if you, anybody who spends any time at all, uh, whether it's on CNN, reading the New York Times, Washington Post, uh, any of the mainstream media outlets, you generally only get one perspective when it comes to uh, the political views and values of of the Black community in the United States of peoples of African descent. Uh, the goal of uh, of the Project Twenty One is to bring about different voices, to let people know that, yes, there are people who believe in uh, a free market economies, that there are people who believe in uh, educational choice, uh, who, believe in, uh, who believe in limited government, uh, who believe in protecting innocent life of a child in the womb or, or the fundamental right to keep and bear arms. And so what Project 21 does is, is they, they've brought us together. They brought different people together to really try to connect us with media, both with conservative media, 
uh, but also with mainstream media, once again, so that we can have a a voice in the politic in, in, in politics. Because oftentimes I'll say this: there are a lot of uh, there are a lot more people of color uh, who agree with us than uh, the mainstream media or Democrats would have you believe. Uh, and their only way uh, to pr to prevent people from knowing that is by attempting to silence us. Uh, and Project 21 works to make sure that we are not not only not silenced, uh, but that uh, our views, our values are given a voice. Besides the reparation issue, is there something else that's in your heart that you're working very hard on? Uh, well, one of my one of my fundamental issues is uh, I mostly speak on Second Amendment issues. I've uh, spent over the over a decade now uh, as an advocate, both legislative advocate as well as public policy and media advocate, on behalf of the fundamental right to keep and bear arms. Um, I'm a big believer that it's the it is the civil right that defends all others, uh, and it is the one thing that uh, even even. There are even folks on the liberal side of the political spectrum who tend to agree with the fundamental right to keep and bear arms. Sadly, they still continue to support people who want to take that right away. Um, but that's probably the main area uh, that I, I talk about. I also talk a lot about issues of education. Um, I've been a classroom teacher. I've been a school board member now for almost 20 years. Uh, so talking about the importance of education and for me, that is that starts with the fam start begins and ends with the family. Uh, family is is the first educator of our children. We're the ones who educate uh, and instill morals uh, in our children. We're responsible for how they start off. Now we delegate that to whomever we provide, whoever provides uh, education, usually K K through twelve. But ultimately, we are the ones who who should be accountable for that. So, those are kind of the areas that I really focus on and talk a lot about. But uh, you know, there's just so many different things. And the great thing about, once again, about Project 21 is uh, you will find people who are experts in multiple areas, whether it's the environment, whether it's the economy, uh, whether it's the right to keep and bear arms or it's protecting innocent life. You'll find experts of uh, of all different types. Hey, how can people follow you and your organization? Uh, you can follow uh, project21.org. That's project21.org. You can also find me just by Googling me, Craig Deleuze, C-R-A-I-G-D-E-L-U-Z. Uh, I'm on Twitter, at Craig Deleuze. I also host a program called The Rundown. Uh, you can find it on YouTube, OpsLens, Spotify, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts or wherever you watch videos, you can find The Rundown. It's uh, news and commentary uh, Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern. Craig, thank you so much for joining us today. It was a pleasure to have you on. and. We'll have you on again. Look forward to it. Thank you. We'll be right back. Um, just a, a, um, I agree with you on the Second Amendment. It, without a Second Amendment, because Hitler believed if you took away the guns from the German people, you took away, gave them the, the government control. And mm -hmm. I, I believe that was true then, and I think it's true now. The reason why it, the left wants to take away all of the people's legal right to own guns is because they're afraid with still having guns, they can revolt. It is one of the first steps of a totalitarian government. Um, you know, a, a, a friend of mine used to give a presentation. He was he was an immigrant here from the Soviet Union, and he said, you know, when the when the Soviet when the 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 party took over, the first thing that they did was they came and they asked everyone, okay, who owns guns? And they wrote down a list of everyone who owned guns, and they said it was for the good of the party. 
then they went and they confiscated those firearms and they said it was for the good of the party. Then they went and they confiscated their private property. They took their farms, their businesses. They took all their money. They took everything away from them. And they said it was for the good of the party. Um, the reality is, is that that's what winds up happening. They, then they took away their rights. And if we do not have the means, I, I, love, I love the Dave Chappelle quote when he said, look, we have the First Amendment is first for a reason. And the second is in case the first doesn't work out. <laughs> I agree. I'd love to have you on and talk about Second Amendment. So I'll get a hold of Judy and we'll schedule scheduled for you. Sounds like a plan. Thank you, sir. All right, sir. You take care. You bet. You too. Thank you for joining us. Bye. If you're enjoying this show, I invite you to go to blacksandwhites.us to look at the show menu of other people who are joining our network to express their opinions in a free and open way. Come join us.